Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Path to Partner podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Gnarly Nate. How you doing this week, Nate? I am fantastic. We had that nice long break over the holidays, but I'm ready to get back into the grind. Yes, which also means we're a little bit low on on Twitch news. Like you said, we actually didn't bro- uh, do this, record this, or broadcast it since the week before Christmas. Uh, and now it's technically New Year's Day, first piece of content for the new year, at least on my end. Uh, so diving into it, something that was interesting, and again, very tied to today, is Twitch is continuing their role with partnering uh, Twitch streamers. Well, and I should say, sorry, not partnering, but signing them as... I what what is that actually? What is, is there a term for this now? Contracted streamer? Uh, What's the Yeah, something like that. I can't remember what uh Bonnaroo said, but it was something along those lines. Yeah, Admiral Baru. I think it's Baru, right? B-A-H-R-O-O, Baru. Uh, close enough. Everyone knows what we're talking about so, so for the most part. No, haven't had the luxury of watching them before, but uh Anyway, Admiral Baru got signed with Twitch, and what I thought was interesting is they actually, Twitch went so far as to promote it. They actually paid for that to go out as a promoted tweet. Some people have actually been screenshotting that and calling attention to it, which is uh, very interesting. I guess that means my eyes were in the right place today. Uh, But uh, this is a new trend that they are continuing to follow. We had some streamers pledge their support to Twitch. I think like Dan's Gaming we talked about, he was one of the people that said he's going to be staying there. But now we're actually seeing Twitch continue to partner. And I'm wondering if they... Did you see uh, Baru had a a video, actually, this little animated video? Did you get the chance to see that, Nate? I'm watching right now. It's so goddamn adorable. It is. And I was wondering who, like, was this a Twitch thing? Or did he do it? I don't really know if Baru has... Someone with production skill made this video. So I... uh, I mean... It's got fifty-one thousand views, and it's just a uh, it's just a Twitter video. So I have a I have a feeling someone it's either been out for a while or someone has or he has people that makes these. Apparently, it's been live for five hours at best. The tweet. So at the time of us recording, of course, uh, I, I just think it's very interesting that they're continuing on that trend going into the the new year. I think that's going to be the really big thing for them is getting more streamers to stay full time. We saw. What happened whenever people like Ninja left and Shroud left? We're still eagerly awaiting those stats. Now that we've actually closed out the the, the last quarter of 2019, those should be coming out fairly soon from Streamlabs and Stream Elements, letting us know where that streaming directory or platform stands as compared to Mixer. As we recap with our what quarter two and three coverage, and I think we just talked about this in the previous episode where we noticed that Shroud had only translated 15% of his audience over to Mixer. It leaves them in a very sticky, precarious situation as a platform buying people up for millions and millions of dollars. I I wonder how much Twitch is spending on their side to keep these people on on lock, I guess. I, I well, speaking of the video, that was actually animated by Twitch for this. Really? Uh-huh. Interesting. So now they're starting yep. to spend more money on their production of the announcement videos, too. Well, I mean, if like what they did with Shroud was they literally like Shroud was like, yeah, I'm not fly like he had his 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 whole thing. He's like, I'm not flying. I'm not going anywhere. And they're like, well, you have to do this video announcements. He's like, well, I just won't leave Twitch. I don't really care. And then like they flew in, they built the whole studio in this house and everything. (laughs) So like, you know, like I kind of see where they're kind of going back and forth between it. I mean, 
we're just in a new age and it's just like i mean you got to secure it because well, i mean we were talking about off broadcast where like when ninja and shroud left it, it left put a pretty big dent in like the the stream world as a whole is i don't know just kind of shook people up so i don't know it's a very good point i mean we, we talked about this and we and i continued this conversation on stream pretty recently uh and this is again rolling off of our previous episodes where we said when a big streamer like a, a ninja or someone leaves how many of the people actually translate over to wherever they go how many others look for new people to watch and then the rest of that community we imagine probably just leaves the live streaming space in general and we know this to be true there's there's always people that will just start playing a game or watching a piece of content or doing whatever because of one creator and their loyalty is well i guess it's kind of a mixed bag because there's there's some people that are loyal loyal to the creator they're the people that are going over to mixer but then what what's that other group the group that is in the middle they only like the content because the one person's doing it right here and right now that's a weird that's a strange but i yeah i definitely know i can see that you mm -hmm. know like because there, there's people that are just so unbelievably loyal to this platform where that's all they want. They, they, I mean, even though it's just like clicking over, but it's in dude, different UI. And we talked about yeah. uh, brand loyalty being huge. But, you know, some people do that. I mean, like, I rarely go over and watch Shroud. I used to, but now it's like, it's not my everyday visited website. So I have no real desire to go type in Mixer and go over there and watch. It's a very, very good point. I, I, yeah, you won't find me going over to Mixer to watch anyone's videos. No offense, Mixer fans, people that are out there doing your thing, keep rocking it. But ah, it's that translation for me, like you're saying. I'm, I'm not ready for that new UI or anything. Yeah, but what's interesting about it is, though, is that they are, um, the uh, Facebook just signed some huge uh, female caster from Twitch. Like, she, I guess she's oh. like massive. And um, I, that's another thing I'm very interested in, see what's happening here soon. Cause, I feel like the younger crowd, I, I'm a boomer, man. Um, I feel like the <laughs> younger crowd that was getting away from Facebook. Like I talked to people yeah. and they're like, nah, I'm Facebook. Are you kidding me? Why would I have Facebook? And like, so for Facebook signing all these people, like the, this big, this artist, but the, or this uh, streamer, but like, I want to know how like that, because like I just said now, like I, you know, I can go to Twitch every single day. Why would I go somewhere else? I want to see how that actually works out because I, I'm still interested in Facebook, but I don't think Facebook is going to be around for, I can't see it in the foreseeable like 10 years, Facebook just like being there unless they do something like a change up something so crazy because I, I don't know. It's just, I see like the younger generation be like, now nah, I don't want to even be a part of Facebook. I can definitely agree with that. Is this that Corinna cop? Okay. Yep. So she's apparently part of David Dobrik's vlog squad. Um, she's a popular Instagram star. And let's see, more recently, she's been vocal about her issues at Twitch after being banned for wearing undergarments on stream. Oh, no. Then she was unbanned. Uh, let's see. Hinted at a departure from Twitch where she had uh, 413,000 followers. She also, she has 1.6 million viewers on, or subscribers on YouTube. Uh, yeah, okay, so, yeah, okay, so Facebook poached her and got her over there. Interesting. So she's going to be doing Facebook gaming. I wonder what, I wonder what Facebook's TOS is. I wonder how much you can get away with over there. Oh, that's interesting. Like, can, I, uh, can I go stream there in my undergarments and not get uh, in trouble? 
I wonder. I don't know. I mean, if she's backed by David Dobrik's vlog squad thing, then these big platforms have to kind of bow. Because I, I think David Dobrik's the secret powerhouse of the internet these days. He may oh, be the internet right Illuminati, man. <laughs> yeah, some of the stuff, especially like we were talking about the whole the whole drama back end of um, YouTube, because mm-hmm. Kyle's definitely really into it. And I, you know, I know a lot about it, but I'm not like super into that side of more on the live streaming things. But yeah, I mean, he, he, whatever David Dobrik does, him and Shane Dawson, whatever they do, like just the, the internet bows down, lets it happen. It is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, was it David Dobrik? Is, or yeah, it was Shane Dawson who got away with a lot of that too. It's like whatever he does, it's just instant success. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and what was interesting, so for anyone out there that has not watched it, if you're interested in this sort of stuff, you should really go watch him and Jeffree Star's. Um, they're both, they're, there's two series and they're both on Shane's channel, but he, Shane was doing this like let's recover youtubers lives like let's fix them sort of thing that's how he gets in with jeffree star and then they created this massively popular makeup line but the interesting thing is to watch all the other youtubers who are still in the like top i don't know five percent like the ones that have 10 million views and or uh, subscribers they all start kind of like latching on and following that trend and they're all trying to like collab with, with shane now and jeffrey and it's it's very interesting to watch how these these big uh, influencers change and influence the rest of the community so i don't know it's it's kind of i mean it's we have the same thing in a way with twitch but like i think you said earlier and this was off air it we're a more in crowd sort of thing you have to be on the inside of the joke to get it on on twitch or or probably on mixer as well though i'm not there uh these live streaming platforms tend to be a little bit more insular and people from the outside don't get it we've talk this to death too that people will know twitch's name it's on the amazon packaging that comes to their house but that doesn't really translate to understanding what it is which is not helped by twitch's weird campaign that they did which they made fun of the fact that they can't define twitch either which i'm like damn it we just need help us help us twitch help us get a message across to people that should be watching twitch that aren't they need to make it mainstream because if you look at any anything, it's like consider like you have to be part of the cool crowd to be mm-hmm. in it. Like uh, skateboarding was that way. Skateboarding was massive, had a whole a huge foothold. The skateboard industry is like hemorrhaging right now from like, you know, like they went from like a billion dollar industry. Now they're like so unbelievably low and they tried to make it go mainstream. But it's at the point where it was like, oh, well you know you had to be like a part of this group well the thing with streaming that did really well was we have brandon yuri on the platform from disc uh panic at the disco you have juju smith schuster who is a football player and you have all these people that really got brought in with like ninja and shroud and a bunch of other people really kind of bringing them into the, the 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 space so i'm hoping we have some type of validation and i hope that like people start to realize what live streaming is mm-hmm. but at the same time it's just like where are we really going to be in the near future? Cause it's one thing like what um, Harris uh, Heller and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, D- uh, Devin Nash were saying, they were talking about like, you know, like how long is this going to be done? How, how, how's, how's Twitch going to keep going in the near future and stuff? Cause there's always trends of stuff dying off and doing well. So I don't know. That's definitely for another podcast, but it is. And I mean, I think the I think the most important takeaway from a lot of this, and this is old information, we all know this, but it's worth reiterating all the time, especially as we enter a new year, that if you yourself are a content creator, diversity is key. Like, I, I mean, I, I can't say how many 
uh, YouTubers and streamers are also starting to look at the podcasting space where before they would not have considered that. I mean, so many of them, it, creating some kind of talk show is what people are doing. Something I'm very passionate about too. I mean, as a guy that loves to talk and can talk about anything for hours <laughs> without script or whatever, uh, it, it's it's interesting to watch them kind of adapt and, and take on those spaces. So if you're someone that's out there looking for something new to take on this year, I mean, again, diversity being king, go out, go forth, take on a new project. For me, I think inspired mainly by Nate, I, I was diving heavily into producing vlogs and stuff like that recently, which I think is very fun. I wish I had uh, double the time in the week so that I could do it with my bad editing skills. But... I, I don't know. I guess that maybe segues us into the next question of like, what are we going to do going into 2020 ourselves? I mean, are you, do you have plans, Nate, that you want to talk about at all? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I can talk about it for the most part. I do plan on going and I, I'm, I'm a little freaked out. My friends were destiny broadcasters mm -hmm. and the only broad destiny broadcasters that made it out were Dr. Lupo like and like professor bro man t-rex very slim amount compared to everyone so i'm I'm at a point where i did feel the stress i do do this full time i do make a living off the money i make and there was a little bit of stress in the so directory the last couple six months and but i will be dabbling more with variety and not completely giving up eso but i am trying to diversify so i'm going to go back in the variety and find out what my worth is in variety i'm going to also um get back on YouTube and I'm going to more than uh, I'm going to try to do like more of just like educating people like what's coming up this month, what I'm going to be playing this month, what this game's about and stuff like that. Cause I want to try to give that, that educational background. I think that's or like games super solid. The educational background, there's always space for that. There's always people looking to improve themselves online. It's one of those things that once you find your niche, which is one of the things I struggle with the most, like I'm like, I can talk for hours about anything, but what does that mean? It's like, what, what do I talk about for hours? Like, how do I package that in a convenient way? I think that's where you and I connected months ago on our passion for talking about Twitch and about this space. And I, I'd love to keep growing this sort of thing with you because it's, it's very fun. It's very interesting and it's very Oh God, I mean, I guess as, as as bad as it is that it's volatile, it's also good for us that it's volatile because how many weeks straight did we just have news that we could recap? I mean, we this is a space that people care about a lot. And uh, what can I say? I mean, it's it's always changing. It is. It, we're, we're just in, we're in a different spot. I think everything's shaking out. I think everything's starting to get back on track. I think the whole time when Ninja left and Shroud left and like people were like, uh, playing uh what's it called musical chairs with uh streaming services and platforms i think that just kind of uh, kind of rocked the boat with everything it really did it's gonna be very interesting to see how this kind of shakes out again i mean this is circling back and i don't mean to beat a dead horse but how far is Twitch going to go when it comes to partnering? God, I keep using the word partnering because it feels like that would be the appropriate word when you sign a contract with someone twitch this is why you shouldn't have used the word partner the first time around. <laughs> now, now that you're contracting all these streamers, uh, how far does that go? How many people are they going to try and lock down moving into this next year? That is something I'm very excited to keep my eyes on as we move forward. And, and as you and I develop our content is what does that do to the space as we see more people? 
I think I think if you have a contract with Twitch and you're one of those those guys, that gives you the true freedom to really do anything you want with the platform. What's that going to mean with them shaking up that content? Um, are they going to move a little bit away from gaming themselves and more into into the the growing just chatting space or podcasting space? I mean, if you're someone that got signed, why wouldn't you? This is the perfect time to maintain the audience you have while growing it in a different way. Like if I were uh, Baru or anyone that just got signed, I mean, I think one of the first things I would do is is probably put a a podcast as a thing on that platform uh, in that directory because, hey, it doesn't matter if people don't show up that one day of the week for two hours or whatever it is. You're set as a broadcaster for it. Again, you have to maintain your community you have and, and, and speak to their interests, but this is a great time to try and translate them beyond those interests, I think. Yeah, I mean, the, the people that have gotten signed that have seen, the only thing that I've noticed is that um, Lyric has taken his first vacation outside of TwitchCon, which is four days. He took 10 days off, and this is the first time he's ever done that in Whoa. 10 years of broadcasting. Wow. He actually got to take more than five days off. Isn't wow. that great? That, that's the biggest thing. It, it's given these broadcasters that like are afraid of like liquidity well which, which is something i will i will not achieve and like is there there's they're not signing little people they're signing people like 10k plus yeah I actually from what i've seen so far they haven't signed anyone with less than with less than twenty thousand viewers so and okay. uh, but do you know what i think it'd be neat though i like i think it'd be neat if they um they changed like the super partners and made them like a different badge Super I partners. Me. <laughs> huh, I, mean, I think it'd be cool, you know, like, hey, I'm signed with Twitch, and then people are like, yeah, three level. I don't know. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting, but you know what that always brings up is that age old oh. like a fight that they we always have on, oh, on Twitch. I know. Give I, I kind of want to see a chaos. I, I want the chaos. I want to see the world burn. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of enjoy that, too. Also, Ken in chat shouts out. She says, uh, in six months, the headlines are going to read, quote unquote, exposing Twitch's horrible contracts and why it's ruining the fun. <laughs> that will. You're so right. That is actually June. You've nailed Whoa. the news cycle for June already. We know that's true. And it's funny. Luna said, what would the requirement be? Well, right now, Twitch is only signing people with over 20K. Uh, um, average viewer, so I guess it'd be 20k average viewer for Super Partner. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, no. I mean, that literally they have not even signed anyone with less than that. Well, I guess Dr. Lupo signed and he only has like 6,000, but everyone else has 20,000 plus. Wonder what the perks for Super Partner actually don't even tell me. Oh, don't even tell God. me. Probably oh. healthcare, retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk? This is a little off the beaten path, but it's also tied in. I think this is a good random episode starting off the year to discuss this. We mentioned Streamlabs a minute ago. How many people in, in our live chat here actually? I mean, I'm, I'm wondering for streamers if you use Streamlabs because have you been keeping eyes on what they've been doing with their new Prime service? And how they've been restricting their old free services. Have you seen this, Nate? No, but I did go on there yesterday because I got this new stream PC and I was getting it set up. Uh -huh. And I saw that they had a prime tab for like alerts and other things as well. Yeah. So for it's really what I want to say. I mean, my friend, uh, 
predicted this two years back. He actually legitimately said to me, this is when they first acquired, I think it was Ankbot back in the day. And he's like, you know what they're going to do? He's like, they're going to buy up all these services and then they're going to turn around and charge a premium rate for everything. And my goodness, I would love to like dissect his brain because he clearly sees the future exactly. I mean, that is what they've done. So for anyone using Streamlabs, uh, they have created this that tiered program. It started where they just had all stars. This is why you, you jogged my memory with this. I want to discuss it someday. Uh, they, they created all stars and then they've given it multiple tiers. So I technically became an all star before I stopped using Streamlabs. And one of the things that made me stop using them is they kept moving the bar on these different things. So Streamlabs offers like a partner manager and free tickets to events and X, Y, and Z, and you can get a gaming PC from them and all kinds of stuff. But it was really sketch because at the beginning of the summer, I almost qualified. Like I was just a, maybe like 50 concurrent viewers away from getting a partner manager. And then I go in there and check it like a month or two later, and I'm like 200, 300 concurrent viewers away from it. I'm like, holy hell, here they've been adding all these different things, all these different tiers. And, and with it, you know, they started going back and charging a premium fee for everything. So their merch store is restricted behind a premium fee. Their uh, mobile app, I believe now is a premium fee. So it's I don't think it's a terrible thing on its surface but for those legacy users it's kind of gross to see uh, it's like $12 a month if you want to do it for a year and I think it's $20 per month if you want to do a monthly fee but it really has me moving away fast because I'm like I can't even add anything to my merch store over there just the things that are up are all that people can choose from unless I dive deep into wait, it so, so wait did, did they make you do a premium for your merch store so what they did for mine as a legacy user is anything that's up there stays up there and people can buy it for whatever the rate is but if i upload anything new i can't make that item public without paying them to do that what yeah papa it's true they yeah so i i added two new shirts up there and was like i was like oh maybe it's processing on their side and that's why it's not going live it doesn't actually say it in text that i could find until i went into the prime page and found out yeah that's one they've restricted that to be a premium feature using their merch store so well if you ever want to come to my company i got you covered hey, they're actually printing a really nice Print. Do they? I uh, need to do that. Shout them out oh, don't, if you'd like really to. Nice. Oh yeah, flocker.tv. It's amazing actually. You can pick your you can pick your like prices for tiers that people are subbed and you can give discounts depending on and you control the discount. So if it's Christmas and you actually want to pay them money to take a hit, you can actually lower it to lower than the cost of the shirt. You have to pay the company or you can keep it right there. It's really nice actually the way it goes. But I will admit one thing, though. Um, I don't like that. It's a very, very. The thing is, is we're still in the Wild West, but we're getting to the point right now where it's like like they realize that the Wild West is unregulated and you can make money doing it. So people are going to be coming in and doing shady stuff, even big companies. Yeah. Here's the thing is big companies, they don't care about you. They don't care about your content. The only thing they see is the monetary value. I mean, Harris Heller talks about this all the time when you try to get sponsorships. It's like. They you you they will give you a free hat and give you an affiliate code, which means you make almost nothing. Yeah. And they spend nothing on their on their marketing because you are the person that's marketing their stuff. So you got to be really careful about like things like that, because right now we're if they're going to lock it behind a paywall and try to be shady about it. I mean, I'll I'll just take all my stuff and move it over to uh, Extreme Elements right now today. Oh, hit me up because I have a contact. I got I'm like I'm half. What, what's the word? I'm half. uh 
I'm half partnered with them. There was a little bit of a weird thing that happened where I got like partnered as they were raising requirements with them. So, but like I've I've an in there, and they actually just launched their merch store beta too. So I think they're reacting to Streamlabs. And you're right. I mean, that's the thing. I think Streamlabs. I'm gonna bash Streamlabs for a sec. You guys can handle it though. You made these bad decisions, in my opinion. And maybe they're great for you. They're probably great for you as a company, but. I think you're right, and I think it's a I think it's a bit of a noob trap. They're taking advantage of smaller streamers by saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, here's the thing: buy into us, and then we are going to, you know, let you use our comprehensive suite." To that point, though, it's not actually the worst. I, I will I will give them this cost benefit analysis sort of thing. They are not charging you more than it would cost to use a separate website elsewhere. I'm going to pull them up because I'm, I'm going to defend them for no real reason other than I don't want to be an asshole. Um, that they, their premium thing does, let's say it's 150 a year. I'm, I'm kind of approximating that. It grants you, oh, here we go. Yeah, it's 150 a year. I was right on the money. It's 150 a year. And that gets you a, a website on their thing which means you're limited to their template but it has a lot of built-in twitch stuff tied in with a bunch of other live platform things your youtube and all that other stuff can be linked yeah i mean that's really not bad i spend what like 24 dollars a month for my website just to be edited yeah whatever exactly i i don't know what i'm paying for my wix site it's very nice i love wix but like at the same time i like the flexibility and mm-hmm. I, I tried the Streamlabs thing before you could even hyperlink because when they first launched it, you could not hyperlink, which f- makes a website unusable, which they were very nice and very understanding. They're like, we're working on it. Um, and they, they're made, making every app in their app store for stream for slobs, I guess. That becomes free with it. You get the custom domain and the website again. You get their custom merch store, instant gold status. Um so that's them. Or maybe like, get, like all their alerts. Like, so if you ever get like, if you like, oh man, if I want to change this alert, like say you were like, and th- now this is the whole reason why I was looking at it. Cause I put pl- like, now that I'm going and playing more variety than I am Elder Scrolls and Elder Scrolls taking a backseat to what I'm doing right now. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm playing the Witcher, then I would love to have Witcher uh, alerts, like style alerts, like, you know, like old rustic. But then I'm playing a cyber game. Like I'd love to switch it. And it gives you the ability to switch through all of them. Like without spending money oh, for new ones, I, I was thinking about doing that to try to just keep a like consistently one hundred ten percent always changing. That's an interesting point. Uh, Luna says I use Design by Humans for my merch and they've been okay, but Streamlabs are, are being shady with stuff. I maybe need to make the switch too. I'd say it's it's a cost analysis for you. I mean, the important thing, I, I as much as I see it as a noob trap, kind of where they're trying to grab small streamers who really shouldn't. In my opinion, you shouldn't need to pay a company just to use their merch store. Like, imagine if Design by Humans was just like, if you want to sell on our thing, now you got to pay us. That, that'd be kind of crazy if, if they did that. But the fact that you're getting a website bundled in with it, that alone, even though it lacks full customization like others have, I mean, it's an all-in-one thing. Uh, you're getting a lot of stuff for the price. Um, but I do like what you're saying, Nate. If you're if you're using that, you could get their their free alerts all the time. That's an interesting yeah, way to go about it. Which is funny because now I will not use their their OBS software. Same. I think I do not like it. I am oh, I am normal OBS studios all the way. <laughs> content owned, content creator, content creator created. 
I love it. But um, no, like it, I was, but I didn't even think about that until we were just talking. And I'm like, well, actually, my $150 to have endless amounts of alerts. The only thing I'd be sketching about is like when people come in and like, oh, wait, yeah, I've seen this alert in someone else's broadcast. Bingo. So making full. But bingo, you know, man. it gives me an endless amount of. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'm like, I, I mean, I, I, I think. It depends on the viewer. Some viewers are not going to care if you have a recycled alert. but as a, And some people probably don't even take notice to that at all. Me as a content creator, I take notice. Like, I, I know if there's a reused alert or something like that. And I, I it, it's kind of cool to switch it up per game. At the same time, I'm, I've become a big fan of just making in-community memes. Like, someone gifts me doing something. Like, mine, my alerts are now gifts of me doing something that was funny on stream and it's nice and easy and there's no no one else owns that content but me so that's kind of cool i don't know I, it just depends on you is that how you're feeling that day there's nothing wrong with switching your alerts and switching them back yeah but i don't know if i'm gonna pay 150 dollars a year for that you could ah uh, that's a great point i think i think the way to justify it would be as if you don't want to pay for a separate website instead you just want to use theirs like yeah, I mean that's that them. honestly that's where the value is going to come mm -hmm. in. If, if, if depending on how it is, that would exactly would be 110% where the value would be. Agreed. Now, I can't help though. I I think that me and Stream Labs are are finally I think I don't know if I can go back after this kind of over selling all their stuff. I just don't know if I myself would feel good about it. Like that's not any shade towards anyone else that wants to do it. That's me going like I'm kind of interested, but at the same time I'm like I kind of have a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth for like trying to put things on the store and seeing that you restricted me from doing it that didn't feel good i don't know no, i would that that would have turned me off it's, i mean it did like i'm legit <laughs> like okay well i'm just gonna move everything over to the stream elements uh well there you go there's some stream labs content for the year stream elements i uh the one thing that i like about them is they i, I they have something that i don't know why Streamlabs has not uh and and that is that they package your overlays into this one nice browser source. So everything's done on their end. That means if you do, Slobs does something like this where you can upload your scenes into the cloud. And if you'd lose your computer or something like that, you could re-download it in a second. It would be good and sync together. But I, I'm more of a fan of what Stream Elements is doing. And that, again, is that everything is done on the, the cloud side or on their server side. So it's one browser source to rule them all, basically. And I noticed that that saved me a lot of CPU resources or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was having a thing before I went to them where when my Streamlabs alerts would go off while I was running Dungeons and Elder Scrolls Online, I was seeing a sharp frame rate drop whenever that would hit. And it was so annoying. It was mid-dungeon, mid-fight, and, and boop, there I go whenever someone follows the stream. And that immediately went away when I went over to Stream Elements. So again, that's that's my personal take. Not not sponsored, unfortunately. But uh, Yeah. It, the only other thing I knew was a little bit hard around browser sources because you have to actually go to the browser and then change everything inside of the browser instead of being able to do it just freely. But I will admit one thing. Like if you're running a single PC setup with no graphics card and onboard uh, CPU graphics, it's worth it. Trust me. Like I got to move all my stuff over there because I'm seeing a huge, a huge hit from just trying to run everything. And you're going with a dual PC setup now, right? As we go into 2020. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Very fun. I, I figure twenty twenty two PC kind of thing. Oh, Double I down. get it. Oh, the 2020. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I think things are going to be very good this year from, from the decisions that we've made and a lot of that we've learned over the last couple months even um, just by doing this show. So a big thank you in the middle of it to everyone that's been watching along and enjoying the content here because it's 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 meant a lot. And again, I think you and I sharing this kind of connection through here and discussing these things has pushed both of us to advance in areas that we probably wouldn't have otherwise. So I'm digging it. I'm really digging it. And and I'm I'm looking forward. I was, I was talking to you a little bit before stream. Uh, my friend Freaky Freddy in chat with us today on YouTube. Uh, he and I are definitely diving into the MMO New World by Amazon Game Studios coming out in April for closed beta and then May for a full launch. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that game is quality and that it will occupy my life because I'm looking for a game to add to my rotation like that. I'm not as adventurous as you when it comes to playing other games. Uh. I'm just glad that they're deciding to put the beta out and then the full game because uh, April next year is supposed to be the most busiest um, game release time in the last like five years. Yeah, Cyberpunk, I think like Last of Us 2 comes out during that time. There's some other really, really, really big names coming out all that that one month. So I'm glad they're like waiting a little bit because I would love to check it out. Like I said, I'm going to definitely be checking it out as well. That's yeah. I didn't know we had that big of a month coming up here. That's pretty crazy. Or well, yeah, yeah. April. April's gonna be astronomical. But we're not getting anything for a long time after that. It's gonna be until new console release, so we probably won't have anything until next year after oh. April. <laughs> so we're going through another drought for streaming and variety broadcasting as well too. So let's oh. just hope that um, there's some games that can hold us over. So potentially, what is New World? New World's the one for me, man. Hopefully. I'm, yeah. I'm saying it because I know a friend that plays it and they're saying you're going to love it. They're like, or well, that, that actually got to preview it in the alphas and they're saying you're going to absolutely love this. This is going to be your new thing. And so this one's supposed to be a harder MMO style, not so not Ooh. so handed to you. Have you seen or played Outward? No, I'm going to Google that. That was an RPG game. It's, it's like oh. pretty much like an MMO. It's an action RPG, but it plays a lot like... Uh, I don't know, like Elder Scrolls, and it was very hard, and it didn't hold your hand. I hope it's like that, because I'd be really, I would, I would dig into it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm looking at this now. This actually looks pretty cute over there. It's on sale, by the way. If, uh, I don't know how long this is gonna last. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna. Someone's gonna listen to this like six months later and be like, Ah, oh, Kyle. Well, actually, you got about 16 hours. So at the time of recording this, uh, you got about 16 hours to pick this up, but uh, for 15 dollars. Anyway, I, I think you might be. Right with that, what they're saying that's making me excited is it's a game that you're going to be getting bonuses to playing together. And I don't want to say penalties, but it's going to be harder to doing it single player, which I think is what MMOs are all about. I respect the people that want to single play it, but I think you and I, we're big streamers that are about the community first and foremost. And I feel like a lot of MMOs have moved away from community care, and they've just become server-based single player games for a, a lot of it. And that to me does not jive. I just I, I want to be forced into like the trenches with friends. So, yeah, that's one thing. I mean, it is a kind of a hard balance, but I mean, that's that's the whole thing that lured me into it. Like, I want to be there playing a game and like, well, you can't do this unless like, you know, come on, we'll, we'll, we'll work on it and get you up to a certain level. And then we can go in and do this together. And I like that. Like, I, I don't like the single grind sometimes, but. 
No, I very much agree. And uh, I think that's that's mainly going to be my focus for 2020. You know, we're talking about our goals is I definitely want to be, get, be getting back into community focused things. Uh, I feel like, again, as you mentioned earlier, when Elder Scrolls Online tanked a bit for us, especially towards the, I mean, it got worse and worse and worse. We've been on a downward trend if you look at the playership and stuff like that, especially the Twitch stats. It's 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 not a good, healthy direction. I'm really hopeful as a guy that plans on playing it going forward still as my main game, although it might level out to be 50-50 with the other. Uh, I'm hoping with their release of the Skyrim content next year, that's going to be exciting for people. But I, regardless, want to do whatever I'm going to do, make it community-focused, not... Oh, I don't know I don't know how much responsibility does us on streamers to try and retain that audience, but I feel like it is our job. You know, when we see people come into the game and then quickly leave, I feel like this past year I should have maybe done more to retain people, and that might have actually made it easier to switch into other games had I been quicker on my feet. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see that. Like, even among the guild I built, like, it's like people came in, they got to level 22 and left. But it was also you also got to remember that it, you can't just put the hundred percent like it all on your shoulders because Shroud was playing the game as well too, and mm-hmm. when Shroud came over and played, that's when we seen our hugest spike of like just because Elsewhere was coming out, Dance Gaming played it, Shroud was playing it. There was a lot, and people were very interested in it, and it was only nine bucks at the time, so people were buying it and then realizing that it wasn't for them. So I think it yeah. was because I, I remember during that time it was a very huge uh, spike of people. I mean, that's a good point and a good side conversation is how much responsibility or or what is the appropriate place for a game company to take in getting big streamers into their game? Like, there are paid spots, obviously. People definitely get paid to go and play video games. Uh, and, and we've seen that happen even with the Elder Scrolls directory in the past. People have been paid to go in there and stream it, like the big ones. And so how how much should game companies be doing that? Should they be doing it throughout the year if it's an MMO? Like, what's the... I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that sort of thing? Have you spent any time thinking about that before? Um, I mean, as... Uh as it, it does i mean when someone we're, we're going to go on like a side topic we're gonna get into it. there's a thing called embedding and people yeah. can have it on their websites and that's what's going to launch their thing uh view bots are illegal on twitch but embedding is allowed on twitch because of the, the way everything works because it actually counts as live view it's not like a robot clicking into the page it's the actual person clicking into a page well, when we have people that have embedded views in like a directory, say like Elder Scrolls, you actually see a lot more people clicking in because it's higher up on the list mm-hmm. and are in the directory. So a lot more people are clicking in. I, I like the idea of it. Like, I mean, if you can if you can pay someone, that's why I think they're doing that whole hashtag sponsor thing. Is that why they're doing it? Yeah. To like let people know this is a sponsor stream. I'm doing this for money. And that's what it is, because I think they actually had to implement those rules in just because of stuff like that. I, I did my first bounties for the first time ever. Uh, have you done some before, Nate? Have you ever done a Twitch bounty? Um, not Prattner. I think it's a It's only Prattner thing. thing? Oh, God, I didn't mm-hmm. know that, first of all. So, I, you know, okay, I'm clueless. And I don't know what they're moving around these days. I thought that they moved it with affiliate stuff. But I did my first bounty the other day, and it does automatically put in the hashtag sponsored sort of thing into your 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 title. It actually moves directories and all kinds of stuff for you, which is kind of nice. They've automated mm. it. Um, there's some shady stuff in there, too. Like, one of mine said it was going to be active for a couple more, like, another week. So I was waiting on it, and I was going to do it later, and then it expired because it 
they're like, well, if the greater campaign ends, then, you know, you can lose it from your queue. So uh, Luna actually in chat's asking, what is a bounty? So Twitch, let, let me backtrack, sorry. So Twitch bounties are this system, and apparently only partners get it. I've never looked at them before. I kind of thought they were tacky. But Twitch will pay you out for either viewing a, 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 a promo spot, like a trailer on your stream, or for playing a game. So I'll get a lot of hit-ups for like, hey, play Sea of Thieves for an hour, and we'll pay you X amount of money. Part of that payout is, it, well, the largest part of the payout is based on how many viewers you're retaining throughout it. So you need to have, I think, a minimum of like 60-some concurrent viewers watching that content to even get paid. And then if you have, I think, closer to 400 viewers, you'll actually get the full payment. So if you if you vacillate anywhere between the 400 and the 60, you know, your payment's going to be lower than what it's projecting. Uh, and basically, you get a certain amount of time to take these bounties and complete them. So I did two where I watched trailers on stream. They're very actually very easy. People in chat were very much about it. I thought it was actually, I, I was going into it very cynical. I thought this was going to be like this trashy, gross system but the fact that it moves you automatically into the correct directory titles your stream appropriately and i had fun with the trailers that we watched like i actually wanted to one of the shows is now on my watch list i sent a set a reminder on my phone that what this thing's going to air on amazon Prime. Oh, was that a space one uh this was the it's some nazi hunter thing from oh yeah that one looked really hunters good too. i think is the name maybe it's about yeah, the, the, the yeah I'm excited. Amazon has some pretty good ones. I actually was very surprised when I looked at the bounties or looked and see what they're bounting. Yeah, I, it, it was very interesting. I think it's actually a cool thing that Twitch is doing. I am kind of a sad sap that I didn't go back and haven't been doing bounties for months. I'm not personally interested in the ones that have you go do a different game. I think if you're a variety caster that has those views, I think you should absolutely be taking advantage of those unless you think the money's too little. I mean, that's valuable too. If you're someone that's not needing that currency, I wouldn't want bother with it. But uh, it's a neat thing for streamers that are looking to get out there and expand. But it's another, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, another thing is, is if you ever go to like an E3 or a PAX and you make friends with uh, some people, like uh, because I think you have to do the hashtag sponsored for I think Amazon. I don't think you have to do it for oh. anything else because I have companies that are like. Hey, if you play this, we'll we'll donate you or we'll send you like a hundred dollars to play this game for like three days, which is what the, that's one reason why Raft was doing so well. Um, and then a couple other companies do that as well. Like I think Warframe does it as well too. If you get on their list and you play like games, they'll just send you money. So oh, wow. there's there's multiple different ways of going about it. It just really depends on what your connection with uh, any of the PR for certain companies are. Like if it's like Square Enix or whatever else. So that's another thing you need to look into if you ever go to a convention. It's definitely you talk to everyone, be friends with everyone. Don't think you're a small streamer because even if you have 70 or 60 views, they'll still pay you like pretty decent amount of change or at least send you free merch as well, too, which is what was going to happen with control for five oh five games. They're going to send me a whole bunch of free stuff. Just play it on broadcast and give me free nice. codes for me. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, and you also never know when those are going to open up bigger opportunities, too, for what you're saying. You know, you could always get really lucky and, and get in on something that actually blows your, your stream up more because you're in the, the happening content. So always keeping your eyes open for that stuff is very, very smart. Mm -hmm. Especially because if they're willing to pay a small broadcaster $50, $100, they're willing to pay someone that's way bigger, like two three thousand dollars so if you take it and you're in the same category when they come in then automatically launches you up and it's only like oh why is there like 
only like six people playing this game, but they all have like, you know, like a hundred plus views. It definitely puts you in like a nice little position. Yeah. That's a great point. I think this is definitely stuff to pay attention to again going into 2020 here, seeing how how game companies get more invested in this sort of thing. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see I, I, if Twitch actually goes about renovating drops like they kind of mentioned they were looking into earlier. I, I really want them to do more stuff with game companies. I think that's the future of it is Twitch getting more involved so that what they have is fresh and new. Again, like you said, we're we're experiencing, we're going to experience another big drought as we wait for the consoles. So that's I can't see. Well, what do I want to say? I think we need to look at Twitch and say, "Help, <laughs> help! You guys need to find a way to make this stuff more engaging." Like as streamers, there's only so much we can do. If the promotion isn't there from other game companies, you might need to go out there and make some promotion for us. So yeah, that's what they're gonna have to do, especially in this next little. This especially from like I said, after April, it's pretty dry market all the way up until probably spring of 2021, which that's a long time. That's over 12 months of trying to do it. So hopefully, well, like I said, you never know. Maybe it's the year of the indie games, but I know for like AAA and AA titles, there's really not too much coming out. So it'd have to be like uh, single A or you know indie titles that are going to have to really. Uh, clean up because after cyberpunk and last of us two and uh, like odd world and all this other we're just that's why i'm hoping that this game this mmo and this could be a perfect i might be why amazon's releasing it during this time could be could so, be i don't know i, I i'm hoping I, fingers crossed yeah that's what out. i keep saying i keep caveating and going i've not experienced it myself so this could be absolute trash when it launched it could be a dumpster fire or it could be really freaking cool and it might be the second community to branch out to um, if you're in the thing that Nate and I do. Uh, I think otherwise, go make sure you follow Nate and I on uh, YouTube because we we are always looking to expand our content. Follow us on Twitter and things like that. Uh, we'll be, you know, expanding and, and trying to grow this year, maybe outside of the stagnation, I guess, if I can say that. Trying to... I, I, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to... Just trying to make my living, man. Right. And have fun while doing it. Well, I think that's like maybe the last thing to leave this on because we are about 45 minutes through the podcast here already uh, of just rambling oh, and talking. I know, right? We could talk for hours. <laughs> we we said that well, at the time. Uh, before we do get on, yeah. uh, what is what is your goal for 2020? What's your biggest goal? Oh. Like just summing it up. Hmm. Uh, well, I have loft goals which i would like to see hit and and, and if, if i don't hit them that's understandable too but i'm i'm looking at three well about two different things so one it would be the dream to get about 300 average concurrent viewers on twitch which is i think that's about three times the size i have right now at about 100 and some uh i was about 150 most of this year for average concurrent viewers so doubling audience size and then definitely focusing heavily on on youtube i want to see that audience grow if i could get that somewhere near hundred thousand viewers this year that would be great and this is actually you're, you tied this in perfectly with what i was going to say there was a tweet going around yesterday um asking streamers what's your what's your goal for this year do you want to make money or do you want to grow your audience and it was like a no shame sort of post because a lot of the time, those two things, uh, it, it's it, we shun streamers that are trying to get money. My audience was talking about this yesterday, and they were very much in defense of the idea that, no, you need to pay the bills. That's like what we want to see you be able to do. But there is this bad thing that we need to leave in 2019 of 
hating on streamers when they're successful and when they're monetizing their content. Because ultimately, I, I think that if a streamer can break free of those shackles of financial restraint, this goes back to what we were just saying a minute ago with signing streamers over on Twitch, and, you know, going out and doing something new once you're signed. It's that idea that if a streamer doesn't have to worry about paying the bills, that lets them have so much more brain power and positive thought, which that might sound like hippie stuff, but it's not. I mean, that's very real. If you created content, there's your worrying brain and then there's your creative brain. And often those two conflict with each other, that if you're worrying too much, you can't be as creative as you'd like. And uh, I think I think that'd be a really good thing for both me to personally achieve that sort of freedom. But I think it's a good thing for the whole community to ditch that idea that if a content creator is making money, that they're doing something bad. Because, again, it just frees them up to do more good, I would think. How do you feel about yeah, that? I, I feel like we're finally getting to the point where it's acceptable to be like, okay, this broadcaster is making money. Like, we no longer hate him anymore for them to grow i i think i think what it was is very very cliche back in the day before like streaming was more popular than what it is now and i think we're definitely getting past that point because i like like what you said with the tweet and stuff like that went out like i don't know like i i asked like it, it's just it's a hard situation because we do have to live we have to eat mm -hmm. we have to feed our dogs we got to feed our you know whoever has kids we got to feed ourselves we got to still pay for everything so i think we are getting past that point where we are now transitioning to the point where it's okay for like broadcasters to have to do some things to try to make money yeah i i and i think that i think that complements a lot of the the goals that you know i have this year i would like to see uh i ideally would double my audience and be able to sustain that on twitch and would would expand the youtube audience as well which would again give me more financial freedom to invest in well, honestly, I love to invest back in the business, both mentally, creatively, and financially in terms of quality standards and upping production. I'd love to at some point this year also, minor goal is to potentially hire an editor for YouTube to do more of that because that's not my strength. My strength is making the stuff, but I'd love to have somebody that could actually, with a professional touch, go about perfecting it further. So Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, what about you? Do you have some specific goals in mind for yourself? Well, if you find an editor, let me know, because that'd be well, that's one of my new goals, because if I can just send footage over and let them polish it, I'd be so stoked. But uh, I mean, just my goals are is like, I mean, I posted on Twitter like I and like this. This show is called Path of Partner. And I understand a lot of you guys have been with us since episode one. And we're now on like episode 17, yeah. which is crazy because that's 17 weeks of doing this show, um, plus a few breaks in between. So we're even further down the road than that. But um, I don't know, like I kind of, I kind of had like a, my midlife stream crisis, I guess is the best way to explain it. Like, I, I don't know, like I, I could have got partnered with one game and I was trying my hardest to get to there, but it kind of hit a wall where it's like, is this really what I'm going to be streaming? Like it, we talked about this with, you know, sometimes you can't make the content for yourself. You got to make it for what the audience wants to watch. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was eating me up inside because when I do get bored with something, I want to branch out and do something else to keep it entertaining and fun and exciting and like for everyone, not just me. And some of my community only wanted to watch one game and that. So I've kind of taken a point to myself where I put out a poll on Twitter and asked people, I was like, would you rather get partnered doing the thing you love or would you rather get partnered doing whatever it takes to get you to get partnered? And then a lot of people put like, I think like I had like 98 people vote. Um, yes. And then one person voted no. <laughs> and then, um, so I don't know. The biggest thing is just, just find the joy and passion. Like the, the thing is, is there is a lot of business that comes along with streaming and you have to monitor what you're doing. 
and you have to really um you really have to like watch your funds and everything else but overall like i got into this industry like five years ago when i first looked at twitch and got into twitch it was all for fun a year ago it was all for fun up until about like i said about six seven months ago is when i really started turning more business because of making way more than i ever have and i'm trying to figure out how to find that balance not really outside work and life balance but the balance of like happiness by playing video games on stream and not being tied down the one thing and feel like I'm pigeonholed into a corner. And if I don't do something, these people are going to dislike me or that. I'm just, I'm trying to free myself. I'm, try- I'm trying to take the hippie route, man. Uh, trying to be free, man. No, I agree. I think you're on it. I talked to you off air. I didn't say this here, but that's the thing. I feel like I did wrong this year. That's my one self-critical part is I, I treated the, I, I went out on my own, right? I went out on my own and created this business. And so I worried a little bit too much about the money at times where I should have been more focused on the passion. But I also think that that's probably a normal first year thing for a small business owner. Like that I think is actually part of the rules of becoming a business owner is like, you will in the first year be kept awake at night by crushing ideas of taxes and fees like that. So. Oh God, I've read about taxes. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. That's coming. I did mine on, uh, well, not actually officially, but I, I, did all my expense sheets and stuff like that the other day so i'm feeling a little bit better but you know i bought this pc right i I looked at my (laughs) expenses and i realized if i bought this pc and almost even out with how much money i spent for my stream versus how much i made so i literally went out and spent the exact amount of money to call it even that's smart (laughs) that's very smart i that's why i invested heavily and I, i learned a lot from chat about depreciating things we should probably talk about light tax stuff in the future too we're not experts obviously but give you advice okay, i mean taxes are coming up very soon so maybe that'll be an definitely episode yeah. but um yeah i i think i think for both of us probably and i'm speaking for you but, but bouncing off of what you said so agree or disagree freely but i think for both of us probably a, another goal i think a sub goal something reading between the lines for what we both said is we can say this freely and safely in this chat we want to make the brand probably more about ourselves this year than about mm-hmm. a game, which again, mm-hmm. to an outsider that totally knows nothing about Twitch and thinks that hearing about the business side of it is disgusting and foul and it shouldn't exist. Those people exist, by the way. Um, they wouldn't understand that. But what we mean by that is, do you want people to look at you as only one thing? If they look at you at only one thing, you've got a very small shelf life. You will only be good and viable so long as whatever your niche is in vogue like that's the only thing so if we're both exclusively eso streamers and let's say that game really tanks 2020 kind of like it was going down in 2019 that's the death of us the death now is it will be a ringing and we will go out with the trash uh you mentioned that previously with seeing other streamers that were like that in other directories go from being yeah destiny one i had i remember Girl, you know what? Snackless is her name, and she is a school teacher in in Canada. But she was a full time like a Destiny streamer. One K views every single broadcast. What happens? Destiny went down. Now every time she streams, twenty four views, twenty five views. If that, it's crazy how devastating a the crash of a game can be, and we don't know when it can happen, and it can happen at any time over anything. And that's what's sketchy about it. So that's where like. Like, it just as a safe bet, like, I want to be doing this. Like, I love this. This is amazing. And I love the game. I love, I love Elder Scrolls. I love a bunch of other games that I definitely have sank my teeth into. But I, you, you do, at the end of this, you do have to understand you have to branch out because if you're not evolving every single step of the way and you're, you're online 
so i'm not even gonna call it content creating online influencer like life like if you're not moving the chains and evolving with the trends you're going to be left in the dust in six months to a year so true so what i want to know uh is how how does one and this is this is a learning thing so i'm just asking how does one move that focus away from the game and on to the broadcaster because again we have those people that say that that's all you guys in chat right now that are hanging out and chatting with us like you guys are all wonderful community members that follow you're like i don't even stream on twitch and i'm watching kyle and nate talk about becoming partnered uh how do you get how do you branch out and get more of that and and a little bit less of this is not the game i wanted to see you play tonight rage quit like that's something i want to leave in 2019 that sort of uh (laughs) we want to leave those audience members in 2019 bring with us the people that are engaged and excited to try different things to come along for the journey and you know play games while we're playing them and you know move on together and grow like you said well, that's a huge thing. That's where like I'm at the position right now where like the, a lot of these companies are like, yeah, we used to like you a lot before you started playing a single game because you were very educated about the games that were going to come out and you hype people up mm-hmm. and you, we knew you had value in who you were as a broadcaster because you legit made people buy this game because they're like and they're like, well, because they have people that sit in chat that watch. They have people that work at these companies that literally just watch content creators and figure out which content creator they want or monitor stuff that's going on twitch and trends and stuff like that so um the whole thing is it's just like i don't know man it's like you kind of got to find that value well there you go everyone that'll be our big adventure for 2020 we'll probably Mm -hmm. keep touching back on that as we go along through the journey this year i think that's a good kind of a set us off for the next year type of thing nate why don't we wrap this up and why don't you tell the fine folks where they can find your content all across the internet Perfect. I am alive on Twitch about 12 to 1. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of pushing a little bit later. So 12 to 1 Eastern Standard Time. Uh gnarly underscore Nate. Uh twitch.tv gnarly underscore Nate. And then um you can find me on uh Twitter and Instagram at gnarly underscore Nate TTV. And yeah. Awesome. Do you want to pimp out your YouTube too? Did you say that? Uh no, not yet. I okay. am actually I'm actually looking for an editor, so. Okay, well, that sounds good. Then, um, in the meantime, you can find me twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Dempster Studios. Uh, I am on there at a weird schedule now because I keep moving it, and especially the holidays don't help. So, I am, I think, doing like a Tuesday stream. That might turn into my more variety style day, actually, specifically on Tuesdays. And then I'm doing Thursday through Sunday. So Thursday through Sunday, skip Monday, back on Tuesday, skip Wednesday. (laughs) It's weird. Don't judge me, everyone. And then uh, that starts at noon Eastern time there. Uh, or two, I'm or two p.m. I'm I'm in the middle of switching that as well, so I don't I don't know exactly, but. Uh, also, I've been uploading to YouTube. You guys, if you're watching right here in chat, you know where to find it. You're on it right now, but it's youtube.com forward slash Kyle Dempster Studios doing the vlog up there. We're also in the middle of the Let's Play series of Seven Days to Die with Freaky Freddy. And a reminder, if you want to find this podcast and our Elder Scrolls one that I do with uh, my friend Stark Realm and Zynode, that is at uh, KyleDempsterStudios.com forward slash podcasts. So I think that'll do it for everyone this week. If you want to email the show, you're welcome to hit us up. It is path2partner at gmail.com. We would love to read any of your feedback you want to send in. You can also tweet at both of us. Our our Twitters are going to be in the show notes and uh, below here on the description on YouTube. Freely get in touch with us anytime you want. We'd be happy to answer questions. If there's an area you guys wanted to know more about that could help us shape some future episodes, we'd love that sort of content. And I hope you enjoyed our little 
New Year's ramble, if you will. We're both coming off the the late night, uh, the late night before, and uh, I think this was fun. Yeah. I like this, so thank you, Nate. I appreciate all the fun today. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for talking. Oh, Thank absolutely. you for listening to me, Papa. Well, yeah, we vent. We're here to vent. Okay, <laughs> you guys, good luck on your journeys across Twitch and all your other social medias, broadcast platforms, all that jazz. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.